Welcome to the Abundant Life Podcast, bringing you encouragement and challenging believers to spiritual change and growth by applying biblical principles to everyday life. And now your hosts, Sasso Mendez and Ben Ariano. Welcome and thank you for joining us for episode one of the Abundant Life Podcast. Um, I just want to take a moment to uh, introduce uh, myself as well as my co-host here, Sasso. So I'm going to go ahead and just... Um, just uh, talk a little bit about uh, myself and, and uh, maybe why we are actually doing this podcast. So uh, my name is Ben and um, I am married and I've got three children. Uh, I attend a local church here close by where I live. Uh, I serve there in, in uh, various capacities. Uh, I do a lot of stuff with the uh, multimedia, online streaming websites. I do some children's ministries, teen ministries. And so um, I'm, I'm happily serving there. I, I love my local church. Um, and so about a year ago, over a year ago, Sasso and I had talked about putting this podcast together. Uh, nothing really fell into place. And, uh, here recently, um, the Lord just kind of put it, uh, in my heart, uh, that I, you know, I just wanted to do something, um, just to challenge Christians, uh, you know, with COVID-19 hitting, uh, you know, things were kind of, uh, it felt like Christians were being complacent. You know, we were forced to stay home. Uh, we couldn't go to church. And I just kind of felt like, uh, you know, this was just a time where we need to be uh, vigilant. We need to be active and, and we need to be, you know, alive. I mean, we, we, you know, why, why be complacent sitting on our couch, not doing anything? So so the Lord was working in my heart. And, and I know Sauce was going to talk a little bit about what was going on in his mind uh, as far as, as, as doing this podcast. Um, but anyway, so I hope this this uh, podcast is going to be encouraging for uh, for the listeners, um, again, this is our first episode, so uh, please bear with us as as we've never done a podcast before. Uh, but we're going to have some fun here. We're going to uh, get into some scriptures, and and hopefully we'll we'll give you guys a a challenge. So, uh, with that said, uh, this is Sasso. Hey, my name is Sasso, and uh, glad to be on this podcast with Ben, and uh, kind of uh, something we've been talking about for quite some time. Uh, just kind of a little intro about myself. So we go to the same church. That's how we met. Um, I have three children to married for 21 years, just hit that uh, threshold of 21. So my wife is a, a saint for that, um, <laughs> but really enjoy serving in the church. Uh, kind of found my niche in addictions ministry there, um, but do also other things within the church. Um, so Ben and I serve together as well as deacons of, of the church. Um, but as far as this podcast is concerned, uh, just kind of had a vision for, for that as well and felt God uh, kind of leading me to do something with... Um, something I didn't know, which is podcasting. So Ben is the brains behind the operation. And um, so he's kind of set this all up for us, but uh, just, I like to work and listen to podcasts. And one Saturday, just listening to a podcast and God reminded me, Hey, this is something that, you know, you, you I talked about. And it was uh, pretty crazy that the next Monday that I saw Ben, um, he came to my car and we started talking about it and how God put those things together. And I didn't call him. I didn't text him. I didn't even really have a plan for that to happen, but God did. And so I'm kind of excited to be on this podcast together. And just like Ben said, with the COVID thing, um, I know a lot a lot of people just sat on their couch and uh, a lot of negative things happened uh, physically uh, for some, you know, against the, the 15, COVID-15 or <laughs> different things like that. But also spiritually where uh, we weren't as accountable to each other. Um, and spiritual mm-hmm. growth. We weren't able to meet uh, in our discipleships and Bible Bible study groups. So we're hoping that this uh, can be used for God's glory and that um, avenue for people to grow 
spiritually and just uh, renew their commitment to God or if they already are on fire for God to keep that fire going. Yeah. So thanks for, thanks for that. Sasso. Um, yeah. So again, uh, in this episode, we're, we're going to be introducing the abundant life podcast. Um, as already mentioned in the intro, it's our desire to, uh, encourage and challenge believers to spiritual change and growth by applying biblical principles every, every day. Um, you know, it's like the apostle Paul said, you know, we're supposed to die daily, but what does that mean? I mean, uh, you know, if, if we look at Romans, uh, 13, 11, he says, besides this, you know, the time, that the hour has come for you to awake from your sleep for salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. And, and I truly believe that I, I, Amen. I don't know that, um, you, you know, everybody's talking about end times and all of this. Look, I, all I know is, is, you know, I, uh, there's a pastor that uh, used to pastor at our church and this is what he used to tell me. He said, Ben, I, I don't know when the end times are. I don't know if we are in the end times, but I do know this. We're one day closer to the Lord coming. And I believe that Amen. he's, he's coming back. So, um, so it's, it's a call to action for Christians to rise up. I mean, uh, like Sasso mentioned, uh, you know, there was a lot of Christians on the couch uh, during COVID. And so, so this, is, this is a call for Christians to rise up. Uh, we need to stop being complacent. We need to stop being that lukewarm Christian. Um, we need to stop having one foot in the world and one in Christianity. You know, it's time for us to grow up. You know, stop, stop drinking the milk. We need to eat some meat. Amen. And uh, we need to grow and walk with God, casting off evil. Um, you know, just like the scriptures say, make your calling and election sure. You know, the, the Lord is coming soon, guys. So so we need to be ready. Um, so so we took the name uh, Abundant Life. You know, it was it was something that, you know, uh, when I was talking to Sasso, he, he uh, had this verse in mind. Uh, he had John 10, 10, which, you know what, I'm, I'm going to actually let Sasso intro that because this is kind of something that the Lord had laid on his heart for the name. So uh, Sasso, if you want, you know, maybe you can quote John 10, 10 and then you know, talk about how, how we kind of derive the name. All right. So John 10, 10, uh, the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. I, I came, but they might have life and have it abundantly. Um, and I think of this uh, verse and oftentimes we think of abundant life differently. We'll get to this a little bit into the podcast, but I do know that the devil is just here to steal, kill and destroy mm. our lives. And that's kind of what, what Ben was saying about, we need to wake up and we need to get one foot out of the world and both feed into the God's fire and uh, God hates lukewarmness. And I think of this verse, how we need to look at the lies of the devil, that this is the, his ideals that he wants to still kill and destroy. And I think of the life that I want to have, I want to have that abundant life and not the abundant life that the world would say, but this verse talks about, as we'll get into a little bit later, that God desires that we have life, but not only that we have life, but that we have ab abundant life mm. abundantly. I think of anything in life, if I want something, you know, if it's a, whether if it's a, a fries or fried chicken or something that I love, I don't want it just wanted. I want it abundantly and much more so in the spiritual context, how much more do I want to live for God and I want him to fill my life abundantly. Amen. And, and, and that's, you know, likewise here, I feel this, I feel the exact same way. I, I feel that God, he wants to bless us. I mean, he, he pursued us. I mean, there's nothing in, in of us that it's worthy of him saving us, but he pursued us because he loved us. And he loved us from the beginning. Um, and, and he wants to give you an abundant life. And like Sasso mentioned, we're going to talk a little bit more about what that, what that actually means, because there's a lot of, um, a lot of false teaching out there right now going on about, um, having an abundant life. So we're going to, we're going to get into that. Obviously there's a lot to unpack here, uh, in John chapter 10, we're, we're just going to cover the first 10 verses. I know that that's, um, uh, just a, a partial chapter, but, uh, 
um, we just kind of want to get into just the portion when we're talking about abundant life. Um, so just to give a little context, John chapter nine is talking about um, how Jesus had healed a blind man and the Pharisees in their blindness, they couldn't see that Jesus had performed a tremendous miracle that was ordained by the father. They, they, they just couldn't see that. They, they thought Jesus was, he thought they thought that he was a demon. They thought he was a, a just a, a blasphemer. And, and then we get to John chapter 10 and Jesus is still addressing the Pharisees. I mean, he's, he's actually, uh, he, he's, he's telling the Pharisees, look, you guys are the ones that are blind. This blind man, he now sees, but it's not that he physically sees it's that He sees that Jesus is actually the savior. Um, and, and the Pharisees are, are still blind to this. And so, so we're going to, we're going to go through these, uh, these verses here and, and, and you can see, uh, how Jesus is still addressing the Pharisees through this parallel. I look in uh, verses one and two, and this is the King James here. Uh, ben will use his ESV, but we'll start with the King James on this one. But it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. I think of these uh, two verses here, and God's basically exposing these false religion. And sometimes we think of false religion as... Um, you know, religions that are maybe way out there, but a lot of these Pharisees were religious. Um, they knew the Bible, they knew the Torah, they knew, they knew the, the aspects that were important to them, but they had no relationship. Um, they weren't preaching Jesus Christ. They were preaching their own uh, good works and uh, the law and what they kept. Um, and these verses are talking, hey, there's only one way through the door. There's only any other way. It's, it's a thief. It's a robber. Um, John 14, 6, the Bible says, I am the, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. Amen. Um, there's not things that we can do. There's nothing that we can add to that. It's, it's pretty much, I am the way that's it. The truth and the life. Um, I think of when I graduated from, um, with my bachelor's and my sister, I liked Louis Vuitton and I wouldn't be mad if somebody bought me something Louis Vuitton now, but I wouldn't <laughs> dare buy that. Uh, it's crazy expensive. And she bought me this graduation gift and it was a Louis Vuitton briefcase. Um, I don't know if it was from Louis Vuitton. I doubt it. But, uh, and it was, you know, to be nice to my sister, I'm sure she paid a good amount of money, but it was a knockoff. And I think it looked really good. It looked really nice. Uh, a couple of years later, the handle came off and uh, there's no Louis Vuitton warranty for that because it was not, it was not real. Um, I think a lot of things in Christian, Christian life, well, we think something's real that we follow, but it's not of God. And we're left holding the bag literally with no handle on it. Yeah. And, and, the, and the Pharisees, they, they believed in the one true God, but they did not believe that Jesus was God's son, God in the flesh. And, and, and it was a big deal. Um, this is where many false religions began. They, they began by twisting the nature and the character of Jesus. Okay. And if you look at any religion out there, this is what you'll find. You'll find that, you know, Jesus was a prophet or Jesus is uh, Satan's brother or something. I mean, just something off the wall and, and make no mistake. Jesus is the only way to eternal life Amen. because of his death, burial and burial and resurrection. I know there was a, uh, I, I still remember this vividly, uh, Oprah Winfrey and she, she on national television said, there's many ways to get to heaven, many, many ways to get to heaven. And she is deceived. She is also what I would call a false teacher. I mean, she is, right. she's Amen. teaching these heresies and, and Jesus is the only way. And if you believe any other thing, unfortunately, I'm sorry to say, but and it's a hard truth, but, but you're, you're, you're wrong. That's right. And we look in John 3, verse 3 to 5, the, in John 10, it says, To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. 
And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee for him, for they know not the voice of strangers. I attended a camp uh, about 15, 20 years ago when I was a, a little bit younger, and I was reading a book that they had in that uh, little hotel at the camp, and it was called uh, this Cowboy Boots in Darkest Africa. And he was talking about he was uh, his dad raised cattle, and um, he said if he ever brought cattle to his friend's house or they were trying to you know do some things with the cattle, he would never mix them because you could never get them apart. He said it'd be absolutely mm-hmm. ludicrous. Uh, he took a trip where all these sheep were gathered, like different five or six different herds, and he just thought, wow, these guys are just created a big mess. But he said it's, what's amazing is when the shepherd called, um, the sheep that were his sheep responded directly to him and came running. And the other sheep just acted like they heard nothing. And I think of these verses when God calls us and we know who our shepherd is, we follow him because we know his voice. Um, and many times with the false religion, that's, that's not a true voice of the shepherd. And we need to know what the shepherd's voice sounds like mm-hmm. so we know how to follow. Um, we need to have that knowledge of God to know his voice. If you go to a store, sometimes you'll hear somebody say dad, and I know a lot of people turn around, but if you listen closely, you'll know, hey, that's either my kid or <laughs> I hope that's not my kid or, oh my, that is my kid. Um, so we, we have to ever be cautious in 2020 of whose voice we're listening to and whose voice we're, we're hearing and really ask ourselves, hey, is this the voice of God or is this one of a false prophet that had been talked about a little bit earlier? Yeah, and, and, and that's so true. I mean, I mean, we live in a world where so many people and things demand our attention and, and there's so much noise in the world right now. We have social media, we have news stations, radio, internet, advertisements, even, even podcasts. Um, and yet I, I sometimes wonder how can anyone hear God's voice amidst all this, all this other noise, but God's word is faithful and it never changes. And we, we need to go back to the word, to the scripture. I mean, this is where, this is the source um, so, I mean, it, it, even, even with our podcast, if there's anything we say in our podcast or we quote, or we quote the scripture, I, I go, go check it, go check what we're saying, make sure that we're correct because, because I challenge you because, because you, there's so much, uh, so much out there that is not true and it's not derived from God's word. It's twisted or they take a, take, take a verse and it's out of context and context is a big deal. Um, uh, you know, handling God's word with care is, is very important. So uh, I pray that we, we bring glory by uh, what we say and, and what we, what we're teaching here on this podcast. Uh, uh, and, and again, I just challenge you to, to test it, you know, but God's word is faithful and it never, it never changes. Amen. Um, we just need to pick up, pick up the book and, and dust it off and we need to read. And most importantly, this is something that I learned later in my Christian life. And I really wished I would have known this earlier, but it's, you need to meditate on God's word. And it doesn't mean, you know, it means you, you read the scriptures and you kind of, you kind of let it marinate in your head a little bit. You, you think about it, you think on it, and then you think, and you, you take that scripture and you're making applications. You're, 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 it's almost like, you know, you, you, you know, Sasso and I, we like sports, you know, and it's like these athletes and they're, they're having these, they do this visual visualization, you know, they're visualizing themselves, you know, when they're, you know, making a, making a move or doing a crossover or maybe, you know, taking the ball to the rack or something like that. And, and they're meditating over that. They're, they're visualizing it, but it's almost very similar to that. We take the word and we apply it to our life. How, how can I work this into my life? I want to be obedient to God's word and I want to take this word and I want to apply it to my life. And we meditate on it and that's meditating it. You know, we're, we're, what, what I've learned is, is we're really, prof- every one of us is, is a professional meditator 
It, it just, what are you meditating on? Because we think on things, we run things, we run scenarios in our head all day long. We think about things, we get obsessed about one thing or the other. We're thinking about social media or that one person or this relationship. Um, but, but what we really need to do is we need to take God's word and meditate on that because that's the most important thing. Anyway, but just to kind of add to that a little bit here, I remember two weeks ago we were watching a Suns game with the Clippers, and um, I'm not sure, maybe, yes, it was the Clippers, and uh, Devin Booker did a pretty spectacular move and made a game-winning shot. And uh, as I was at church on Friday night, I was looking at the court, and Nate was practicing out there, and he was doing that exact same move. Um, And it didn't come just because he thought about it right then, but I think he's been thinking about that for two weeks since it happened. Um, So that's what... The word of God, I think, in those times where we meditate, uh, maybe the situation doesn't arise at the moment, but if we continue to meditate, there will be a situation where we're going to need that verse yeah. to uh, stay out of trouble. Um, so just kind of move on to verses six through through nine here. We took Christ is the door. It's kind of a parable he's saying unto them. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again. Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. I think of the door in my own home, and uh, I recently went on vacation, and uh, I don't know who's listening to this, but I did not uh, put my alarm system on, so we kind of put a bench next to the door to provide added security. But the door is provides security and assurance, and that's what Jesus Christ does to us. Um, he is the door. Once we accept him and he were in the door, he, he can secure that behind him. Um, the same reason why I lock my doors at night for that assurance. I think of the ark. Uh, the ark was shut by whom? It was shut by him, mm-hmm. and no man could open it. As much as people tried to get in, they could not because he had shut that door. Um, there's no other substitute going through that door. Just like Ben had said to Oprah, had said there's many ways we know that's not true because he said, I am the way. That's right. Uh, there's no other atonement. There's no other passage that is not written in the Bible that exists that says that there's any other way but him. Um, and I think of many that hear the word and do not understand it. Um, especially if you're lost. I think if you're truly lost and you're seeking him, he does say, if you seek me, you will find me. Um, mm-hmm. And then I, as Ben said, Christians, I just simply do not put the work in. And hey, I'm guilty of that too. So there's been times when the, the, the COVID uh dusting powder on the Bible <laughs> that shouldn't been there. Right. Um, that just, you should get complacent. And I, I think of the second Timothy two fifteen, where the Bible says study to show thyself approved unto God. Um, it's not the approval. So we can talk about, you know, intelligently about the Bible and the podcast, but it's to prove ourselves to God to say, Hey, what you said, what you're saying in your word is important. Mm-hmm. I may like to listen to other podcasts or enjoy sports, but I shouldn't enjoy it or I shouldn't know it as well as I know you. Um, and I think of salvation is through the only door, which is Jesus Christ. And uh, growing up in church, there was a kid song that we sang that I'll spare you from singing that. <laughs> but it's just it says one door and only an only door. And yet its sides are two and inside and outside. But which side are you? And that's very telling of, hey, we're either on the inside of the door or we're on the outside. Mm. And I can tell you which side that, uh, you know, when Jesus said when I was received him as my Lord and Savior, I'm grateful that I'm inside the door with him. Amen. And, and I, I love the imagery here because, because Jesus is the door, but he's also the shepherd. He, he's, not, he's not only just a way to eternal life, but he's, he's our savior. He, he laid down his life for us. 
and, it, and it's real. It's like I was telling my, 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 my Sunday school class, I've got, I teach first through third grade and, and I love these little guys. I mean, they're, you know, they get their attention on you and I, and I'm telling them, I'm like, guys, when we read the scriptures, it, this, this is real. Okay. We have to understand that this is real. They're not just stories. These aren't just, you know, like a, like a bedtime story. This isn't pie in the sky. This is real. This happened. Damn. This really happened. And I really want them to see that, you know, shepherds, you know, they, they would lead their sheep uh, to green pastures. They, you know, they lead them to water. They care for them. They protect them from predators. I think of, you know, even uh, David in the Old Testament. And, you know, he, I think he, what did he fight? A bear, a bear, is it a bear and a lion or something like that? I mean, he he, did. he fought them off, I mean, uh, to take care of his sheep. And so, um, and, and that's exactly what Jesus, he, he has done for us. I mean, he, he died for us, but he also c- continues to do that. That's the abundant life. He's blessing us. Amen. He, you know, he, he laid down his life so that we could have eternal life. And, you know, one of the, you know, it's interesting, a, a while back, uh, our, our youth pastor had made a comment and it, and it really dawned on me. And, it, you know, I hadn't, I don't know why it hadn't dawned on me before, but, you know, the moment that I received Christ as my savior, eternal life began. And I was just kind of like mind blown, like, wow, I just, I'm already in it. I mean, I may not be, in, I may not be with him, you know, in heaven at this moment, he's with me. Um, but I have eternal life. My body's going to die one day, but my soul is with him forever. And, and that's just such a, a, a truth that I, I want people to know. Um, because you, you know, one of the things that, that people struggle with is their position in Christ and knowing and having that assurance of salvation. But man, when you get saved, when you receive Christ, you enter into eternity at that moment. Amen. And then this is uh, the, the, the crux of our podcast here, where we're the verse that we're based on here is a thief cometh not, but for to steal and to just and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. Um, I think of the, what is the thief's objective, which is Satan? What does he, what does he desire to do in our lives? Um, he desires to steal. Uh, he desires to kill mm. and he desires to destroy our life. So who is this thief? It's Satan. Who and what does Satan, what does Satan use in the world, in our lives? Uh, well, we talked about earlier, he uses false religion. He uses things that make you feel good, um, that make you feel like, well, I don't have to be obedient. I can do my other way. I, I can work my way to, to heaven. Um, you know, recently we have things coming out of equality. Um, if everything were equal in our life or I had what, what Ben had or Ben had what I have, we would be happy. Um, and also justice. I was having a breakfast with a, a friend of mine and my dad on Saturday. And I said, you know what? In all honesty, as a kid, I always cried about wanting fairness. As an adult, I am thankful that I don't have fairness because <laughs> it definitely would not be in, in my favor. And God has been good and, and merciful and given me things that I do not deserve. Um, so that fairness is what Satan preaches. But really, he's it's not fair because you will spend eternity in hell. Um, that's his idea of fairness because it benefits him. And also think of what what other other things that Satan uses sinful pleasures um, that we get entangled with and, and ruin our life uh, sinful pursuits and sometimes sinful pursuits aren't necessarily bad things but they take they they become an idol mm. in our life and uh, you know maybe that's employment a uh, job we have maybe that's a status of what we want people to think about us maybe it's a the new car we bring to church and we want to get something better than someone else and we pursue these things that really have no internal impact. Um, that's Satan's objective is, hey, if you're a Christian, let me take away some things, talk God's glory by enticing you with things that will soon perish. Yeah, so, and I'm going to get a little more laser focused here and in, in kind of focusing a little bit more of what, you know, Satan's tactics and where he, 
where he's playing, where his playing field is in, in, in some of these uh, uh, categories here. I'm, I'm probably going to m- maybe step on some toes, but I hope, Uh-oh. I hope, I hope I do. I mean, I, 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 I you know, I, I'm guilty of some of these or maybe all of them. And, and so it's just, it's just something that uh, I, I really want to make it known. So, so Satan, I mean, he, he takes, you know, divisive things, uh, things, you know, even like Sasso said, it might not even inherently be uh, sinful, but it can become an idol, but he uses things like entertainment. You know, what, what are you watching on TV? What are you putting in your head? Have you ever noticed that they call it programming? I mean, they call it regular, yeah. regular programming. If you think about it, what are they programming in your brain? I mean, they're, everything that you take intake into your brain, I mean, it, 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 and the more you hear it, the more, the more repetitive that you hear it, your brain soon is going to believe it. Okay, this is, this is one of the things I, I did a long time ago is I got rid of cable, cable TV. I don't have cable TV. And I also got, I got rid of the news. I stopped listening to the news. I mean, I do read headlines just so I know what's kind of going on out there. But I, I stay away from the news. It, it's, I mean, I'm not saying that everything that they're saying is false or, uh, or a, uh, a, you know, a lie or anything like that. But, but it, it can trigger things in me. It can trigger anger. It can trigger various things in me and cause me to sin. So I don't want to stumble because of it. Um, there's movies, there's TV shows, music, music is a big one because music is based on your emotion. And when you, um, when you listen to, to music, if you notice it, it grabs a hold of your emotion. You listen to music when you're certain music, when you're happy, certain music, when you're angry, certain music, when you're, you know, working out, I mean, there's different types of music, but it all, it all ties back to your emotion. Um, and the problem with that is when you tie it to emotion, it makes it a very, it makes it almost like a stronghold. They call, they call them strongholds in the Bible. And it's just, it's just a, it's a hook into your life. You know, there's websites, there's social media, books, mm-hmm. magazines, pornography, drugs, alcohol. I could go on and, and, you know, there's a couple other ones where I see where Satan is attacking. He, he's attacking, uh, the, the core family. Um, I notice, you know, uh, just, just looking around, you know, just observing, you know, whether it be through the news or just in, in general or just in life. But I noticed, you know, when, when fathers are missing in their, in their sons or daughters' lives, those kids tip, typically tend to, to become very rebellious and, and, they, and they fall into a bunch of different vi- devices. And, um, and so I think Satan is attacking the home. He's attacking uh, uh, the, the core family, the moms and the dads and, and separating them and causing divorce. And, That's right. and it's just causing mass destruction. And a lot of it is stemmed from stuff like this, like pornography, you know, uh, uh, you know, different types of uh, alcohol, drugs. I mean, those are what's separating couples, you know, even fighting about money and that kind of thing. And so Satan is just attacking and he's, he's relentless. He will not take a day off. Um, and so, you know, one of the things, you know, we talked about earlier is meditating, uh, on, on scripture, but we also need to filter what's going into our brain. So one thing I like about scripture is it gives us a good, a, a filter. There's a, there's a pattern for this. We look at Philippians four, eight, it says, finally, brothers, whatsoever is true, whatsoever is honorable, whatsoever is just whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is commendable. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And so, so if you take what you're putting in your brain, in your ears, in your eyes, and you run it through this filter, are you supposed to be watching that? Should you be watching that? You know, um, look, if, if the entertainment or behavior that you're engaging in is, is not true, if it's not honorable, if it's not just pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, worthy of praise, then you probably ought not to be engaging. 
I totally agree with that, Ben. And I'm sure I should have brought my steel toe boots in this episode here. <laughs> so I've been on some toes. Um, and just a contrast. So those are things that Satan, those are his objectives. But what is the good shepherd? What is God's objectives for our life? And I think of John 12, 47, and he just says, and if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, mm. but to save the world. So his primary focus is eternal life. Amen. Uh, he wasn't concerned about everything being fair. Uh, quite honestly, he talked about a lot of things that they would not be fair for the Christian because they, he said, hey, they hated me. If you truly follow me, what, how are they going to treat you? And I think of another verse. Um, so the primary focus was to save the world. Uh, secondary, uh, secondary objective, uh, I think of John four fourteen, where he says, But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing mm. up into everlasting life. Uh, I lived with my aunt for some time during this, for, when I went to Asia, when I moved back here, and she would make this iced tea that was sweet iced tea. And I don't know if there was iced tea in it, but there was a lot of sugar. <laughs> and in a hot day, we, she had no air conditioner. She had a cooler, and uh, we would drink that tea. And it was like a meal in itself. You would be so full, but yet you were still so thirsty because it didn't satisfy the thirst. And I think of the world and Satan's objective leaves you with that thirst that never goes away. Mm-hmm. But uh, God's, God fills that thirst, and it says it just never ends, that he totally satisfies. He gives you that abundant life. Um, and then lastly, um, I think of the fruits of the Spirit in, found in Galatians chapter yes. 5, verse 22 and 23. And um, if you read it, it just says it's the fruit. It's not necessarily the fruit. It's, it's, if you have one, you have them on. If you don't have all of them, then you don't. If you don't have one of them, you don't have all. I may have just repeated myself there. Um, but the Bible says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such there is no law so secondary god wants to have these in our life Um, and if you're in any type of relationship which if you have a friend if you if you're married if you're dating someone you're going to need these in your life to be successful and even in your work relationships uh, you have to you have to have love you have to have joy you have to have peace you have to have long suffering Uh, you have to be gentle you have to be good you have to have faith Uh, you have to have meekness and you have to have temperance all these things are important. This is what the abundant life is. It's not necessarily the things that we would think they are, um, but it's a, it's an abundant life in a different way. So how does this translate to real life? How, so how can I apply this to real life? Does God want me to have the wealth and health uh, in our life? And that, of course not. He doesn't. Do Christians get sick? Absolutely. Are there Christians that are poor? Absolutely. And this is not what he's talking about. The things that cannot be bought, I would say, are the things that are the richest in our life. Um, our relationship with Jesus Christ, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Amen. Um, for all the money that this world could possibly offer. And I think of the verse when he says, what is it profit a man if he gained mm-hmm. the whole world but loses his own soul? This world doesn't have any value in and of itself. Uh, the true value of things is Jesus Christ. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go to Acts 16, 22, 25 here. Just how do we display this abundant life even in situations that are not health and wealth? Uh, verse 22 says, And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. So this is not an ideal situation. So if you said, hey, uh, 
Ben and Sasa, what do you, what are your plans for tonight? Like, hey, I think we're going to go lock ourselves up and enter prison and uh, see how that goes. Sounds like a good time. <laughs> uh, I don't think anybody says that. That's right. not health and wealth. But if you look at verse 25, the Bible says that at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God mm-hmm. and the prisoners heard them. Um, what a testimony of their relationship with God that they were able to sing and praise him. Because yes. um, the problems of this world do not dissipate. But what changes in your life is the God in those situations. Because the God in the situation is not you. It's God Almighty. He makes all the difference in the world. And that's abundant life. It's not necessarily because you're in jail. But because you can be anywhere in the world in any situation, but still have that joy that only he can give. Amen. And, and again, I, I, I simply want to reiterate that, you know, the abundant life does not mean God is going to, you know, somehow magically open the windows of heaven and drop <laughs> one million in small bills. You know, it, it does not mean that, you know, God is going to take away every one of your illnesses and ailments. I mean, can, can God heal? Of, of course he can. But you have to remember, God. God does things because he is God, not because, not because Ben and Sasso, you know, we want the easy life with tons of possessions and great health. Um, so it makes me think of a couple of verses here. I'm going to, I'm going to move through these pretty quickly, but you know, in Matthew 16, 26, it says for, for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul or what shall a man give in return for his soul? You see the abundant life. It's about grace that God has already showered you with. You're already rich. We are rich because because we are rich because of because we uh, we we have the Lord uh, and he and he dwells within us. He's he's bestowed uh, endless grace and mercy upon us. Um, I, I mean, we we don't even deserve it. I mean, that's the whole whole point of grace. Um, you know, do you do you realize? He, you know, he didn't have to save us. You know, really? he, he didn't have to die a horrific death on the cross for any of us, but he chose to do it. In John, John uh, 1, 16 through 17, these are familiar verses. Um, uh, for from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. You know, and that those verses, I mean, mm. or this verse, it's just, it's just endless grace is kind of what it's saying. Yeah. For the law was given through Moses and grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. The abundant life is about what has already been given. You, you realize, I mean, we have citizenship Amen. in heaven. I was talking to my my, my uh, Sunday school class about this and just telling them, look, you know, the Lord said, and I believe it's in John 6, he said, you know, I, I go to prepare a place for you. And I told my, my, my kids, I said, do you realize he's there right now preparing a place for us? I mean... In, 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 the, in the lesson was about the rapture, which was really cool, you know, and I told him any moment, I mean, in the twinkling of an eye, that's what the scripture says. I mean, it could be now, it could be five minutes from now, maybe a week, a year, 10 years, a hundred years. I said, but we have to be ready because in a twinkling of an eye, we, we can be caught up together with Jesus in the air. And, and, he, and like I said, he's preparing that place. So what an amazing truth. We have yeah. citizenship in heaven. John five twenty four says, truly, truly, I say to you, Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but is passed from death to life. What a, I mean, what a truth uh, that we can hold on to. I, I mean, I think of, you know, when I got saved and what I got saved from, what I got saved out of. I mean, I was just telling my boys uh, yesterday that I'm so thankful there was a gentleman in our church who took the time to share Christ with me. And, and this was 16 years ago. And as a result, my wife got saved, my mom got saved, my grandfather got saved, 
and I've got two two boys uh, living at home right now, and and they've proclaimed Christ as well. So it's it's just amazing that one person took the time to share Christ, and, and all glory to God for that. Amen. You know, and I realize you know some people might be going through some trials and testing. Guys, we're we're all going through stuff, um, and some may have worse than others. And you may not feel like you're living the abundant life, but let me tell you, this life is temporal. Amen. In the book of James, it says life is referred to as a vapor. It says life is but a mere vapor. And so when you focus on Jesus and his promises, you can live the abundant life. Amen. Well, do you want a so, so life or do you want an abundant life through Jesus Christ? My name is also, but some people have called me so, so, and that kind of bothers me because I don't want to be so, so I want that abundant life. Join us next week as we discuss more on how to live an abundant life. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can visit us at AbundantLife.fm. Again, thank you for listening. We look forward to our next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Abundant Life Podcast. We pray you were blessed by today's episode. Please visit us online at AbundantLife.fm. Until next time, may God bless you.